to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. I am Landon Thomas, joined by my co-host Sean Avaz Makani. Sean Avaz, last week, what up? Last week, we're the Mavs were on a win streak. We were chanting MVP because Luca finally had a reasonable chance. But now, this week, it's a tell of another week. They lost three of the last four. So, first of all, let's just get into the Celtics game last night. We pushed this pod a day, and please make sure y'all subscribe and follow us. If you see the usernames, follow us on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. Uh, appreciate y'all supporting the podcast. And uh, let's, let's talk about that Celtics game last night. We pushed the pod for that game. And what did you see? What did you like? And what did you not like? It- I saw that the Celtics are the best team in the league. I mean, that's, <laughs> is, it, I is it that simple? I mean, it pretty it's, much is, right? Like, you know, and the Mavericks kept it close, right, up until, what, like the middle of the third, and then Boston just kind of pulled away. I mean, it's hard, man. Like, it's hard when you've got guys, like, especially uh, we know all about Tatum and Brown, but, you know, when you've got a healthy Porzingis and he's knocking down threes at the rate he is this season, I mean, he just unlocks like a whole – Pretend, like a whole different side of that team. You know, there's a reason why they they went out and got him. You know, there's yeah. a reason why they they got rid of Marcus Smart, who was a who was a fixture in Boston to go get Drew Holiday. Like, the, you know, that team is clearly the best team in the league. Um, yeah. You know, the Mavericks kept up with them up until you know, I, I think as much as they could, and then it kind of just fell apart. But you're not going to win against a team like that. A who seemingly was hitting all of their shots in the first half. Like it felt like Boston just couldn't miss. I mean, even even with as good a defense as, as Dallas was playing. But, you know, a bad night from Kyrie, you know, we, it was mm-hmm. bound to happen, you know, eventually. I mean, he's been he's been so solid the last month that, you know, bad games are, are going to happen. It's a part of the game, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think teams like that, like we saw it with the Pacers as well, like teams that have a stretch big, just give Dallas fits. You know, when you've got a, a guy like Derek Lively who, who does such a great job of commanding the pain, I mean, it's hard for a 19-year-old or 20-year-old rookie to, to – you know, go outside and, and defend outside. And that's something that's going to come with time, um, which is why you saw Maxi on the court more. I, I you know, I, I felt that Maxi was probably your best matchup against, against KP last night, but really it didn't, it didn't even matter who the Mavs put on him because he was just knocking everything down, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's kind of one of those games where it's like, yeah, it's somewhat of a measuring stick because it's against the best team in the NBA. But at the same time, like, we know what Dallas is like you and I have talked about it. You know, we said this team is, is a seven, six seed, you know, around that area, which is kind of where they are anyway. And, you know, they're, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to win games against, you know, the Celtics and, and, you know, nuggets and, and these top tier teams, um, you know, they, they can pull one out every now and then, but you know, it's unreasonable to think that they, you know, that, that that's something they can consistently do at least at this point, right. When you're still trying to integrate new players and you've got young guys like lively, um, on your roster. So for me, yeah, it sucks that the Mavs lost. Uh, I don't take too much away from it from a, you know, a, you know, player perspective. I mean, it's just, it was a bad matchup. We saw it against Indy. It was the same thing. Stretch bigs always give this team fits. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I think it, it, it is that simple as it's, it's, it's a better team. It's the best team in the league. And it's about time the Celtics, you know, were dominant and had that chemistry amongst them because they have the they had the talent for years. But now you add Drew Holiday, you add Porzingis. I mean, it, it's a great fit overall. Um, obviously, 
um, they were healthy in that game. So they're going to be really good. And, you know, like you said, I think that's what boils down to is teams with stretch bigs give this team fits. I mean, they give the Mavs fits because when you have, you know, traditional bigs, you can play lively um, in Gafford um, predominantly a majority of the game and, and you'll have and you'll have success with that, but you know when you have stretch bigs, it's tough because you do have to re- rely on Maxi. And um, Maxi was looking good, um, you know, when he came back from injury, but now he's playing a lot of minutes, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what you see with Maxi when he plays a lot of minutes. Is you know his body gets fatigued, and you're yeah. gonna have games where he's really good, and then now you're gonna see games where he's just he's just there, you know, he's just out there. So um, it's it's tough because. You know, you have two really good bigs and, you know, Lively, he, he can play a little bit um, everywhere. But, you know, with Gafford, he's a predominantly drop big. And you're having those guys who can shoot with Horford and Porzingis, you know, can light you up from the three. It's tough because we, not only, you know, you're asking them to defend the perimeter, you're also pulling Gafford away from the paint. And that's where he dominates. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when you play you when you face teams like this, like that's you know, you pull guy, you know, to your point, you pull Gafford, you pull Lively, you pull, you know, PJ outside the paint. I mean, and then the Mavericks are relying on what? Kyrie, Luca, and Josh Green to defend the paint against bigger guys. Yeah. You know, like Josh Green got you know, clearly needs to get stronger. I mean, he got bullyballed by by Tatum and Brown last night. So mm-hmm. um, you know, you're absolutely right. I think that's teams like that just give the Mavs fits. Um, and it's lucky that there's only a few of those teams in the NBA. I mean, it feels like yeah. it feels like the NBA is kind of going back towards like having like a traditional center, right? There was a time period where it was like, you know, you've got to have a stretch five and you've got to have a guy who can hit threes. And now it's, you know, we're kind of seeing it rotate back towards, you know, you got to have a paint. Which I love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. Um, so I think, you know, against a lot of teams, I think, I think Dallas can match up well and, and be able to play the rotation that, that we want to see, right? Where you're, you're just, you know, you're kind of splitting up lively and Gafford and, you know, throwing in Maxi every now and then, and then Maxi doesn't have to play the five, right? Maxi can play the four, you know, mm. you're probably better suited for, you don't have to go small ball, but it's matchup dependent, man. Like it's, you know, you're not going to, you know, Boston's in the East. You're only going to see him twice a year. Like, you know, I'd be more concerned about how that goes against Denver, right? Like how does, how does, you know, Dallas defend Jokic? Like, what does that look like? You know, and they're going to play Denver, I think in a couple of weeks. So, Yep. You know, that's going to be something interesting to see is how does how does that look, right, from a matchup perspective? I mean, when you're playing teams like the Pacers and the Celtics, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, I understand game planning is an aspect of it, but, you know, it's really hard to match up, you know, when, when your core is built on lively, you know, defending the paint and having that interior defender. Then you play teams that pull out their center from the paint. You know, it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough task for anybody, you know, in the league. And so I, I don't put too much stock into – you know, how the Mavericks lost or the fact that they did look the fact that they did lose. It sucks because the West is so tight. You know, we were talking about it before the pod. Um, the West is just so ridiculously tight that every game matters, but you know, it's just unfortunate. It's, you know, it's two really, really bad matchups in a week, um, you know, for Dallas sandwiched in with, you know, just a fluky, you know, loss against Cleveland. Yeah, it is. And, and there's, and that's the, that's the tough thing about it. Cause you're at a point in the season where, the standings is so tight. The standings is so close. You lose one game, and it feels like, um, you know, the path back to the top. 
of the Western Conference or the the middle of the Western Conference standings of the playoff teams is is difficult, but it's really not. You just have to really keen in and lock in on every single game, you know, and that's what the players, that's what the coach talks about. But, you know, as an outsider looking in and, and you're you're watching this team prepare for each game, you know, it, it is the pressure is getting on them. Like yeah. you're starting to see where, OK, you lost to the best team in the league. I mean, you figured that would happen. But, you know, just with Luca and Kyrie healthy. You know they have a, they have a puncher's chance. You know and when they get hot, it's hard to hard to stop them. And like you said, Kyrie had an off night. So you're, if Kyrie has an off night against the best team in the league, you're going to lose ten out of ten times because yep. Luca and Kyrie have to be on their game against those type of teams. So <clears throat> when you look at the you know just like tomorrow's game against the Sixers, you know you have to win that game because if you lose that game. And you have the Lakers and Warriors right on your neck. I mean, we could potentially see the Mavericks drop to nine or ten in the next few days. And, and that's that's and crazy the to think about how we were last week. And they play the Warriors three times in the next month. I mean, it's Ooh. You know, that that's that's huge, right? And like, the Kings and twice. the Kings. Kings are back. This stretch for the Mavs, like I know the Mavs March is tough. The third easiest schedule remaining. I don't know who was looking at that because this. This week is going to be brutal. Like, this is a really tough stretch for Dallas. You've got Philly, obviously, tomorrow. Um, then you got Chicago uh, later this month. So you have Philly, then you've got the Pacers, who we saw the Mavericks just couldn't contain Miles Turner. Yeah, str- right? Another stretch, yeah. Then you got to play. Then you got to play Miami, who's always just a good, you know, a good team, right? Miami's yeah. always solid. Detroit, Chicago, sure. But then the Mavericks got to play the Warriors and the Thunder back-to-back. Then they got to play the Nuggets. Then they got to go up against the Kings twice, and, and then the Warriors another twenty. Like th- this is not an easy stretch for Dallas by any means. Well, this is the not only is it not an easy stretch. This is the stretch of the season. Yeah, you know because it really, you really, the games that you just listed, you're really talking about. Mavs are going to be the fifth seed, or they're going to drop. I mean, because because when you look at the 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 teams around them. You know, the Suns, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Lakers, and Warriors. Those teams are hot right now. Yeah. And it's not like the Mavs are, you know, obviously the Kings are struggling, but the other teams are hot, and especially the Warriors and Lakers behind them. The Warriors are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. The Lakers are 7-3 in their last 10 games. You know, um, obviously Mavs are 7-3, and three, but they lost three of the last four. So... It's trending in the wrong direction. I'm not. I'm not saying panic. Um, you know, it's not to that extreme. It's just take care of business. That's yeah, what, that's what it is. Especially at home because they're about to have the home games. So yeah, I, I you just know. you know, I I think it's just a rough. I mean, you're talking about bad matchups. Like, you know, there's always that. And they were on the road. And it's the road. Like there's there's certain teams that you just don't match up well against. Right. Like Golden State doesn't match up well against teams with size. Right. Like we've seen Denver. They haven't yep. won in Denver, what, like 10 tries? Like, they haven't beaten the Nuggets, something like that, in 10 games. Um, we see teams with size, which is ironic because that's how Golden State beat beat the Mavs in the conference finals, was with just bullying Kevon Looney. But Looney, yeah. Um, he doesn't even play anymore. He doesn't play, yeah. So, I mean, Golden State has trouble with teams with size, right? The Lakers, if LeBron doesn't get hot, like, that team 
you know, is, is wishy-washy. We've seen the Clippers now lose, you know, some pretty big games. I mean, yeah, they're five and five in the last 10, like certain teams just don't match up well against other teams. And I think the Mavericks, unfortunately kind of ran into that stretch where you've got guys like miles Turner, you've got KP like pick and pop fives and, or, you know, centers just give this team fits. And it's hard because lively is such a good young player. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really, you're just taking advantage of his inexperience guarding on the perimeter, which is, I mean, that's what basketball is, right? You exploit your matchups. Yeah. Um, so it, it it's going to be interesting, right? Like, you're right. Like, the, the, against Philly tomorrow, Dallas has to win that game. Like, Philly's reeling. Philly hasn't been playing well. I think they're four and six in their last ten. Yeah. Um, no Joel Embiid. Um, you know, that's the last time. Yeah, it's a game the Mavericks have to win, and then you've got to win these easy games. Like against Chicago, you've got to win. You play Charlotte, you got to win that. Like, yeah. there's going to be playing Golden State, and Oklahoma City back to back is going to be really tough in two weeks. Like, and then not to mention, then you've got Denver the next game. So, yeah, you know, this is a stretch where if you're Dallas, you've got to win the games that you know that you're supposed to win, and then you know bring out your best ball for you know for these other playoff teams. And that's the problem because you know usually in this. In this type of stretch, we would say, like, let's see them split, you know, yeah. but now you can't split. You got to win, you know, you got to win most of those games. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying you have to, you have to have that mindset yeah. of winning most of those games because, you know, if you lose, let's, let's say they lose against the Sixers or in the Pacers in the Heat, you're, you're in the 10th seed and you don't want that. So, you, you know, you got to, this is where you lock in and, and have those conversations. I mean, this is an open group. The team is very close knit with each other. Um, this is where you have those type of conversations. Say, hey, um, we lost this game, but we have a game tomorrow. That's that's the best thing about basketball. We have a game every other day. So let's yeah. lock in against the Sixers tomorrow. Let's make sure that we take care of business early. And that's where I want to see this team is. I want to see Kyrie have a bounce back game. And I want to see... You know, I, I really want to see just uh, just them make their shots. I want to get back to seeing Hardaway make shots, Maxie make shots, you know, the role players. Josh Green, you yeah. know, he had two points. I want to see him you know, get his confidence back. You know, that's the problem because I said this before the Celtics game is, you know, to, for for Lucas' MVP campaign and, and, and for this team to be considered contenders, like real contenders, not – just because of a win streak, you know, um, they have to beat elite teams and yeah. they have to, um, you know, they have to lock in and make sure they're out of the plan because that's what they are, because you cannot have your season, your whole entire 82 game season come down to a playing game against um, LeBron, against Steph Curry, it's not against not ideal. Fox and Sabonis. I mean, especially if Fox and Sabonis is on at home. You know, you, you can't you, – because those Sacramento Kings fans, you can't take them lightly. So, yeah. it's just – you can't have your whole season dependent upon one game. That's why it's a great thing to have the plan because you have that, um, obviously, viewership with the NBA. And then just – it's like March Madness. But – when it's when it's your team, it's not fun mm -hmm. at all because <laughs> yeah. you went through that and you got the seven or eight seed, and now you got to fight for your playoffs. And you know, if the Mavs do fall in that, right? If if the season ends and they're in the play-in, I mean, I'll take my chances with looking. Good, Kyrie. 
right? Yeah. Like well, on the road, them. you would want a home game. Oh yeah, you'd want a home game for sure. Because playing in, in Golden State, in LA, in Sacramento, like those are not. There's not ideal, right? Um, yeah. Even but, if Phoenix drops or Pelicans drops, those are hard teams too. And Pelicans are another team that just give them out fits for some reason. Like they don't have that. You know, Valanciunas isn't really a stretch five, but like for some reason they just they, they always match up well against Dallas, and it's it's always you know yeah. it's kind of confusing because I don't understand why. But Mass match up well with them too. It's two and two. Yeah, on season yeah. series, and there've been close games. I, well, no one was one was a complete blow. I think they were missing all their starters. Yeah. and they, they killed us, and then. Vice versa, the next game, right? It was something weird. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just, you know, I'm like, I, I watch Dallas, and it's, I f- sometimes I feel, especially last night, you know, you, you look and you watch, and it's, I feel like this team is still, and I don't know what it is, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like it's obviously Luca gets going, and and Luca's Luca does his thing, but it's like when the shots aren't falling, this team just seems like they lack confidence, and the defense played relatively well. You know, up until part, you know, kind of middle of the second half. But it's like the frustration, you know, you can kind of see it, you know, on, you know, with the maps. Like, you know, some of the rebounds weren't going their way. Boston was just hitting every shot. You know, it's it's kind of like, like, as a person, you get, like, as fans, we get frustrated watching it, right? We're like, how are they, like, how are they hitting this? Like, Drew Holiday hitting fadeaway threes from the baseline. Like, you know, it's kind of like, like, how is that even going in? That was tough, yeah. You know, and it's it, – I can't even – I can only imagine how def- difficult it is if you're an opponent, you know, if you're a player, and you're like, I'm doing everything I can, and this keeps falling. And then you kind of you, – you start pressing, and you start – you know, things just don't go your way, and it, it's 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 unfortunate. Um, but it just feels more often than not that, that the Mavericks get a little kind of caught up and, and frustrated when, when things don't go their way, right? You can kind of see it. I think we saw it a little yeah. bit against Indiana. We saw it against Cleveland. You saw it against Boston. The Toronto game I thought was was great, you know, this week, just in terms of, you know, the way the Mavs kind of opened the floodgates in the second half. And I feel like we've done a better job second half adjustments. I feel, you know, for all the flack that Jason Kidd gets, I feel like second half he's done a good job of adjusting and, and being able to implement a better game plan um, after seeing what the opponents do. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain the fact that if, you know, you, you've got to kind of, you know, keep your head up and say, you know, it's not falling now, but it it will eventually. You know, and it's just you know, you, you just kind of you just got to play the game. You know, I don't I don't really know how else to describe it. Yeah, it, it, that's what it really is. Is it's it's game by game. I mean, every every player says this. It's so cliche. Um, the coach coaches always say it, but it really is when you when you're in the Western Conference in the Western Conference is as deep as it is because other teams can be in the same boat, like. You know, um, tonight the Lakers played um, the Nuggets. So yeah. um, the Suns play the Rockets, and Rockets are hit or miss. They're either really bad or really good. And they um, beat Rockets beat them, what, two weeks ago? That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, and then t- um, tomorrow, yeah, we got the uh, the Sixers against the Mavericks. But, you know, the Warriors play the Celtics. And the Clippers play the Timberwolves. I yeah. mean. Thunder and Suns. Thunder and Suns. So, so the Suns can be in the same position as the Mavs. It's a good <laughs> it really game. is. That's, that's your March Madness right there. There you go. But, you know, when you have those – and then Monday you got the Lakers against Thunder. So, like, the Kings against Bulls. Um, and Bulls are hit or miss. Like, you know, the Mavs need to win that game against the Bulls because they're always either – they're like the Rockets. They're really good or really bad. Yeah. And I feel like this is a point in time where – 
as cliche as it is, it really is. Every game matters. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not off the boat of saying the Mavs are going to be a playing team. Um, you know, cause there's still a lot of games left and they're still, um, you know, they got through that road trip. Let's see how they do on the, at home, um, against these good teams. I, I feel like a, a home court crowd matters, sure, yeah. <laughs> especially with a, a three point dependent team. No, um, definitely, yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like let's see, you know, it really is um, game by game. So you know, with the analysis of the team, it's podcast by podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, right? Because last week we were talking about all the good things we that were, were happening. Oh boy, we were on the MVP boat. We were <laughs> just—it's funny how a seven-day stretch can really change things. You know, it's like. And and you're right. It's game by game. Like it, it's just the nature of the NBA. Like not everyone's Boston, where you're, you know, you're only going to lose what twelve. They lost, they lost twelve games all year. They're probably going to lose fifteen. You know, like this team is that that team is dominant. You know, it, yeah. it's just. But you look at the West. I mean, you know, Minnesota's lost some games that they shouldn't have. OKC's lost some games. You know, we've seen the Clippers recently. You know, you mentioned they're five and five in their last ten. Um, we've seen Denver get outplayed sometimes. It's just it's the nature of the NBA, man. Like teams are good. You yeah. know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. Like you've got, I, I didn't expect Dallas to win that game, you know, against Boston. I thought they could keep it. Yeah, close. Of course. Um, you know, I was watching it with a buddy and I said, if they can, if they keep it within 10 at halftime, they've got a shot. And it looked they that did. way. It looked that way even in the third. And then it, you know, Boston just Seven said, point league? Yeah. yeah, Boston just said, screw it. You know, they were like, let's just take over. And that's what, that's what the great teams do. You know, um, we see them credit yeah. though. They they got it down to four at one yeah. point in the game, and that's where you're like, okay, this team is starting to, even though they might lose this game, they're at least giving them a fight. But that second half was tough. Yeah, and it's they got it down to four with Kyrie having a bad game, with Josh Green having a bad game, with yeah. Maxi not playing well. I mean, so there's a lot of positives, you know. If you, I I understand it's hard because it's, you know, and everyone wants to blame Jason Kidd and everyone wants to blame Tim Hardaway Jr. But if you look at it like. The Mavericks were never supposed to win that game. Like let's yeah. let's be let's be honest, you know, with ourselves. Um, and they played well, even with you know majority of the team outside of PJ Washington, Luca, and Derek Lively. I feel like everyone was was kind of off last night. You know, yeah. like, felt like everyone else on the roster was you know was missing something. So you know, that's especially because that's national TV game, and I told yeah. you, man, when when it's national TV game, they have to step up because that's. That's why that's why they're not talked about. I mean, you were starting to see it with the win streak a little bit, but that's why they're not talked about because they always dominate the local games. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's yeah. what it's like, oh <laughs> Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um and, and look, we've seen Dallas do what Boston did, right? Hold a you know, hold a close lead in the halftime and then second half just kind of poured on. We saw them do it against Toronto. We saw them do it against Phoenix, you know, a week ago. Um or two weeks ago. So Dallas can do it. I just, I just really think Celtics are just a bad matchup, man. Like this was just a bad, a tough stretch for Dallas with, you know, with poor matchups, teams that just have an advantage over them, you know, with respect to the way they play, you know, being able to essentially go five out, you know, I, I think that's where Dallas yeah. gets in trouble mm -hmm. um, because they can't defend, you know, the, with guys like Lively and Gafford, like those guys are not built to defend five out teams. So how do you yeah. fix that when, so let's just say, what what kid's doing now when you're playing um, Maxi more? How do you fix that if he has a bad game like last night? I yeah, mean, I mean, 
I think Lively will get better, right? I think we, yeah. you know, we forget he's 20 and he's a rookie and he just turned 20, you know, yeah. like that that's going to come. Gafford, Gafford's been in the league long enough where we know he's not a good, you know, perimeter defender. So him getting less minutes against teams like that, it is completely understandable. And I, you know, no, it, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Um, and I think this, this season, how do you fix it? That's a good not question. Not long-term because Lively's going to get better, obviously, but yeah, how I mean, do you... <sighs> You know, that's a good question. I mean, because the East, I guess, in the playoffs with the West, you don't have you a lot of fun in the West. No, that's the that's the good thing. So I, just make the playoffs, just, <laughs> no fine, matter man. what. Even that's if you're the eighth it. seed, because yeah, you might play the Thunder, which I like that matchup, or the Timberwolves <laughs> is going to be tough, but you still even, have a chance. Even the Wolves, like they don't. I mean, Gobert doesn't play on the perimeter, right? So I'll take my chances with Lively against Gobert, right? The Thunder, yeah. I think we match up fine with. Like, we've seen kind of back and forth with both of those teams. I mean, Denver is Denver, right? Reigning champs, presumptive MVP in, in Jokic. And and the Clippers don't play five. So, you know, the, it, I, I feel like it's primarily in the East. And, again, it's probably just Boston and, and Indy. I mean, I'm trying to think of other teams. Philly, maybe, but that's with Embiid healthy. You know, kind of plays that, that five-out style a little bit. Because of, well, obviously, yeah, it's Pacers. Yeah, oh. Pacers in Boston. Like, I don't know who else really runs that five out system anymore. Like I'm just trying to trying to think in terms of like stretch bigs, like what does that look like? But even OKC with Chet Holmgren doesn't run, you know, they don't run a five out. You know, they're 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 more pick and roll with Shea. So yep. um you know I, I I don't the Mavericks after they play Indy this week, I don't think I have to worry about it anymore, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but that's gonna be an interesting game, right? Because it's you know you got clobbered by Miles Turner last week. Um how do you make adjustments and how do you come out now that you're at home um how do you come out and 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 kind of well, try, that's, to, that's try why to figure I out what they did and fix it that's, yeah that's why i asked you because that's 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 the tough part of yeah that's the tough part of it because like i said you know half the time it works when maxi is on his game he's he's defending really well and he's shooting really well but you know when you have clunkers like last night i mean where he's not really defending well and he's not really closing out as quickly as possible. They had a lot of open threes. And yeah. how do you how do you fix that? Because you can't really I know PJ can play the five, but you can't really play him um a lot at the five. And especially um, you know, when obviously Maxie's gonna be playing next to him, you might as well have Maxie at the five. It's just how do you fix that right now this season? It's, but like you said, after the Pacers, I mean, Pacers and, and, and some some of the East teams, it's, it's hard to do that. But, you know, because the West, you got Jokic, AD, you got Cat, um, Sabonis, yeah. um, you know, um, Valachunas. Uh, you know, you got a lot of, you got a lot of bigs, um, Sagoon or um, Chet. Plus, I mean, like, yeah, Zubak, the Clippers. So, so I guess you don't have to worry about yeah, it in the Western Conference. Yeah, I think uh, it's I think, troublesome when you need these wins. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's you know that's the issue. The good thing is Dallas doesn't have to worry about it after after this week because they don't yeah. play Pacers with the Celtics but again. You, but you have to get out of the play in because yeah, even though your chances are higher, which is weird to say as a seventh and eight seed in the first round, if if the if the uh, Timberwolves and Thunder. Um, stay. In, See, in that's the, the other season. thing, right? It's you look at matchups, and it's like if the Mavs finish sixth, 
do they really want to play Denver in the first round? No. But you don't want to be in the play-in. You don't want your season. No, you don't. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I, I'm and I'm not saying that the Mavericks should do this, right? I, I'm, I, you know, you and I said the Maverick, the Mavs would finish around the seventh seed, right? Yeah. I will take my chances with Luca and Kyrie against any, you know, any of the play-in teams. Yes, it's the Lakers. Yes, it's Golden State. You know, in Sacramento, they're all great teams. You know, um, but I'll, I'll take my chances with Luca and Kyrie against them. And then you play Minnesota or Oklahoma City, and you probably match up a little bit better with them than you do against Denver or even the Clippers. You know, it's kind yeah. of like may, being in the plan may not be the worst thing. Like if you're just thinking like longevity, but but again, the plan is you know you lose one, you're done. You know, so you also run the risk of of not. That's making. what I'm saying. It is sound advice because you go through an 82 game season with just Luca to- and Kyrie, and oh. you lose your playing game. You know how. Bad that would you know how you, you you see Mavs Twitter now you know how bad it would be to miss the playoffs with Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. I I'm it's the plan is because Fox and Sabonis had a great night or LeBron had a a, a historic uh you know uh, flashback of the past. That comeback was nuts. Or that, AD dominates he, lively. You know you don't want go or Curry hits um fifty five points. You you don't want that. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and again, I'm not. I'm 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 thinking just matchup base. Yes, they oh, the Mavericks yeah. match up better against the Thunder and the and the Wolves, but yeah. to your point, you don't want to run the risk of you know losing the play in, right? Like we yeah. and and we, you know, we've seen teams that have won the like the Lakers last year, right? Win the play in tournament, or you know, not the tournament, but win the play and then go to the conference finals, like. You know, it, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, just depending on matchups, right? They matched up really well against Memphis. Yeah, um, and the Heat went to the finals. The Heat went to the finals. Yeah, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that, that Dallas could go on a run in the in the postseason. But to your point, it's better to make the playoffs and then have a seven-game series as opposed to, you know, if you lose, you're out, you know? Well, here's what I'll say. If they do go in the play-in, and that's weird because last week we were talking fifth seed. Yeah. <laughs> If they go well, into- things can change though, Landon. Like That's look true. how look how crazy the West is. Like we're we're talking yeah. about a team that was a half game out we'll of. We'll be talking about a great streak next week. <laughs> I mean, then you lose three out of four. Well, who knows what happens this week? You know, like the Mavericks could be in fifth by the end of the week. Like we don't know. I mean, the yeah. West is so crazy right now. Outside of Minnesota and Oklahoma City, like even that four or five, like like you said, the Clippers have been struggling. Denver seems to you know Denver's getting back on track. It looks like. Um, but we've seen the Warriors on a hot streak. The Lakers, you know, kind of going, you know, crazy with with different wins. The Clippers are struggling. The West is 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 super. Like every game, to, like to your point, matters. You know, like every game changes. The Mavericks lost a game and dropped two spots on Sunday. Like just because you know, just because of the way the standings are. Like it's so it's super crazy. You know, so who knows what happens in a week? But like you said. When you have Luca and Kyrie, you have a chance. So mm-hmm. I'd rather have a seven-game series in the, um, opposed to a one-game series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you are in a plan, I'll say this. If you are in a plan, it's best to get the seventh seed because yeah. you have two chances. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's and you're at home. And you're at home. So yeah. you have to get the seventh seed at least this season. That's and I, and I think that's possible. I mean, but you have to beat the Kings both games. Yep. To have yeah. a chance, they're already up 2-0 in the season series. 
Yeah, Dallas has on the tiebreaker. The schedule is like you know you're you're talking. I mean, if we're looking at probably the next what month, you know, that's left in the regular season. It's it's again. I don't know who said the Mavs have the third easiest schedule because this looks brutal to me. I mean, you're talking obviously Philly tomorrow and then the Pacers on Tuesday. The we saw what the Pacers did. Um. You know, you've got the Pistons and Bulls in there, but then, man, Landon, Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets, the Jazz twice, the Kings in back-to-back games. Yeah. The Warriors twice in another week. You know, the Heat again, and then to close out the the year against the Thunder. I mean, that's a that's a rough stretch mm-hmm. this next month. I mean, this is going to really, you know, it's it, it, the good thing, you're, you know, the saving grace for Dallas is that the West is so crazy that all these teams are playing each other. You know, so Phoenix has got to play Denver a bunch of times. Okay, so he's got to play Phoenix. You know, the Lakers, the War, like all these teams are going up against each other. So really, you've got to, you've got to kind of hope that you know other teams struggle, and then you've just got to win your games, man. And and you know, you've got to players outside of you know Luca and and PJ and Kyrie have, have got to have got to step up over this next month. Yeah, and that's that's really what it boils down to is is players have to step up and just hone in on each game and win tomorrow. You know, if, if you win tomorrow, it's it sets your foundation that, hey, we got to take this one game at a time. We, we accomplished that task against the 76ers. Now let's go beat the Pacers and, and fix our mistakes that we had last time, you know. Um, yeah. That's really what you have to do because at least they're at home this time. You know, let's, at least they're sleeping in their own bed, you know. And 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 get on the bright side of being in front of you know twenty thousand of of your fans. So they have to they just have to win. I mean that's what it really boils down to is just win your games. And and now that you're done with this road trip, win the home games. Like I said, and you see other teams they have to have a tough stretch too. I mean yeah the the Suns play the Rockets. Um, they'll probably win that game, but they have the Thunder and the Nuggets after that. I that's, mean, yeah. that's going to be tough. They could be in the um, position that the Mavs are in um, after, a week from now, you know, because then they play the Raptors, which they'll probably win that, but they have the Celtics, Cavs, Celtics. Jeez, that's brutal. So, you know, it, so you just have to win it. <laughs> you have to win as many games as you can. I mean, yeah. see who has the most at the end, but you have to win these tiebreakers, which they already did with the Suns, and they are 2-2 two and two against the Pelicans, but you have to beat the Rockets. Uh, let's see, Rockets twice, and the Spurs once because they're two and two against the Pelicans, but that goes to division. Yeah, um, and they're neck and neck with the Pelicans right now. I think yeah. Pelicans have one more loss. And so. you've got to those three games against Golden State. You got to win two of them, like at least. Yeah, you know, that one too. That's, that's a good series. Surge, you have they, they, since Draymond came back, they've been playing really well. Um, but you and got, Kaminga, I like Kaminga. Kaminga just played well. You got to win two of those games because Golden State's Golden State's always a scary team when they've got Steph because dude can get hot, you know, whenever. Um, and we saw the the beating they put down on the Knicks the other night. Um, you know, you just you, you got to win a couple of those and just keep your you know keep your tiebreakers because man, you you could have four teams that are that have the same record at the end of the year, and that tiebreaker is going to really matter. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, that tiebreaker is really going to make a difference. That would be wild if if and it's possible, like you said. Yeah, that would be wild if like three teams or four teams have the same record and two of them are out of the play-in. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. So you gotta be. Like, can you like Phoenix Pelicans Mavs? Like, they all finished with the same record. Like, having that that tiebreaker over Phoenix is is gonna be crucial. That would be very crucial. Can you imagine? You can you're you're one game away from being the fifth seed or sixth seed, and then you lose a play in or you lose it twice, and you're over. Your season's over with. Yeah. That's I mean, the Suns are in the same position. Like, what if they don't make the playoffs? At all, yeah, all... I, like the Suns, the Lakers, the the Warriors, the like they're all these teams are good. Pelicans, they're all in the same boat, and they're all good. The Western Conference is just stacked, man. Like, it's just there's so much talent in the league, and it's it's fun if you're a basketball fan. You know, it, it's hard if you're a you know, it's hard when you're when you're the fan of an individual team as well. But you know, you look at it from kind of an outside lens, and it's just it's a fun to watch. You know, it, it means every day matters. You know, every game really makes a difference. Um, and, and so being able to enjoy that as a basketball fan is great. But for the Mavs, you just got to, like you said, you just got to win the games you need to, you know, that you, you're supposed to win. You know, these games against Chicago, this game, you know, these games against, heck, the Pacers, man. Like, Mavs have to come out and, and show that they can adjust after what happened last week. You know, like, show that, you know, you can stop Miles Turner. Like, figure out, you know, what's the best way to, to attack him. Yes, he's a stretch big, and, and that's where, you know, that's, that's what gives them house issues, but you know, it's all about adjustments and, and, you know, making those, you know, those game plan, um, you know, adjusting your game plan, you know, as you kind of go opponent to opponent. So Sean Dante Exum is back. Um, what do you, what have you seen from him so far and what, what, what's your thoughts on him being back and how does it help the team? Yeah. I love him being back. I think it's a, it definitely adds um, a little bit more, you know, obviously adds more depth to the rotation. I think now you can, really split minutes between him, between Hardaway, um, and even Josh Green. You know, you, you can kind of rotate all three, um, you know, on the wing. It gives the Mavs just significantly more options, which is something that they haven't had in a while. Um, what I've seen, I think there's still a little hesitation. I mean, I think you saw it against Boston, you know, you're missing a couple yep. layups here and there. Um, but, you know, it's hard when you've been out basically two months, you know, to come back and, and you know, you come back in a, in a tough stretch against the best team in the league. Um, you know, it's hard to make an impact. I thought he played really well against Toronto in, in the 17 minutes that he played. I mean, that, that was a good, you know, a good little reintroduction. Mm-hmm. And I think, Five yeah, I think you'll start to see kind of as the season goes on, um, you'll start to see him get integrated a little bit more and more because he's definitely a valuable piece off the bench, you know, um, you know, plays great defense as three, you know, shooting the three ball really well. Um, and it just gives you another ball handler, you know, at yep. this, like, he, you know, you can you have the luxury now of being able to rest Luca or Kyrie, and then not just have one of them as as the ball handler and everyone standing around. You know, you when you bring in Dante Exum off the bench, you've got another guy that can come in and kind of facilitate the offense, and so it gets everybody else, you know, doing what their role should be as opposed to you know doing something outside of their comfort zone. So it's a, it's definitely a big plus for Dallas. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time to get him kind of you know ramped back up after after being out for for this long. Yeah, I lo- I love him being back. It, it, I like him as a player. I like him as a person um as well. It's just he's a great dude and he, he plays good. He plays solid. He plays all levels. Um he 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 really gets down to the um the paint. Um he drives. He's a different. He's a, another ball handler. Um he could shoot when he's confident before the injury. He was really shooting very well. And um you know, he plays defense. He plays full court D. Uh, which I like, but like you said, it's going to take some time to get back. It's going to take him a few games to get back in the rhythm of, of being back in the NBA 
type setting because it was out for a long time. Yeah. But I really like it um, to the point where you said it brings down the minutes of Hardaway and Green um, because they were playing a lot of minutes. And I think Exum, um, obviously he played 15 last night and I think like 17 against the Raptors. Yeah, but 16, 17, something like that. So it's going to take him some time to get back to 25 or 20 or, you know, now that we're getting to a um, playoff rotation, he'll probably play 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think this team is so dependent upon THJ and Green um, when Exum was out. So that's what I really love about him is, you know, it it doesn't put so much pressure on Green and Hardaway, uh, especially Hardaway where he, he takes a lot of shots. Um, he hasn't taken a lot of shots the past two games, which is nice because now they can become more quality shots rather than yeah. um, getting a lot quantity, you know, getting a lot of shots up. So um, I like it. I like excellent. But, you know, do you see the, do you see a point where he plays um, where he his minutes gradually go up and play more than green? Or do you see um, a potential chance of him getting back in the lineup? because? Green, he does so well as a glue guy and shooting mm-hmm. corner threes. But, you know, when Exum was in the starter lineup, when he was playing well, it was really nice to have three ball handlers at the same time yeah. rather than, you know, two all all the time on the court. Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good question. I, I wouldn't put him in the lineup and only for the okay. sole reason of we've seen what happens, um, you know, when when – Josh Green's kind of yanked out of that starting lineup. Like he's That's built, true. He's built so much confidence this season, I think, you know, and yeah, he struggled, struggles against bigger guys like, like Jalen Brown last night. Um, but we've seen, we've seen a lot of improvement out of Josh Green. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I've been pleasantly surprised and, and definitely happy, you know, with, with his progression. Um, I just think you can't pull him out at this point like that. You're just going to shoot the guy's confidence completely down. We saw it last year. Um, kind of what happened. It, I, I think you just keep, this continuity and, and honestly, I think bringing Exum off the bench gives you a little bit more. It gives you the ability to be a little bit more fluid mm. with your minutes, right? As opposed yeah. to keeping him in the starting lineup, because then, well, you're pulling Kyrie or Exum or Luca for Green and Hard. Like you know, I feel like bringing in Exum off the bench, you know, kind of to kind of run that second unit or, or man that second unit um, um, is is more advantageous for Dallas than it is to to keep him in the starting lineup. So I, I I wouldn't I would like to see the rotation stay the same, you know at least yeah. the lineup stay the same right now. But yeah, ramp up his minutes as we get towards the end of the year. I mean, there's going to be games where he's going to be called on to do a lot, you know, especially depending on defensive matchups. You know, when you go up against the Warriors, you know, when Clay comes off the bench, you know, you bring in X, you know, you kind of counter that with Dante, you know, and bring yep. bring him off. So I think it's as as these as we get into these kind of you know, Western conference battles as the year goes on, we'll start to see his minutes ramp up, but I would, I would bring him off the bench at this point. I, mean, I would just, I think it gives you more options. Well, that's a good point. Um, with Josh Green's confidence and, and continuity having a role. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's also what hurt PJ Washington and in, in Charlotte, not having a role. His role was different every few games. Um, so I, I think that's a good point. And even though I like Exum more as a starter, but, you know, your investment in Josh Green, um, especially financially, and then also, you know, his trajectory as a first-round pick, you mm-hmm. you want to see him succeed in these type of settings. But, you know, um, it's tough because 
Exum is also not um, healthy all the time. He's not. He's he is injury prone. So maybe it is best to keep him on the bench. So you, at least you have that continuity with the starters. Definitely. Okay, Sean Navas. So final word, last word. Um, we we said how important tomorrow's game is yeah. against the Seventy Sixers. <laughs> What specifically are you looking forward to seeing? Um, not maybe looking forward to, but what are you keening on um, when you're watching this game? What's what something that you would like to see? I want to. I want to see the Mavericks just take advantage of the fact that Embiid's out. Go up in the first quarter. It feels like a lot of these games, Dallas kind of. I don't want to say lags behind, but it, it, it's like they're they kind of play down to their opponents sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, we saw it against Toronto, I think, you know, with the game pretty close at halftime. And then you kind of turn it on and take over in the third. Just come out the gates, man. Like, go up by, go up by 12, 13 in the first quarter. You know, that I, I want to see the Mavericks just take advantage of, you know, being back at home, being you're playing against a team that's been struggling, you know, and show show that you're, you know, you're worth, you know, you're capable, that you're, you're going to, you know, that you can make some noise. Yeah, I want to see Josh Green defend maxi really well because tyrese maxi is coming home yep and he he's gonna have a lot of family in the audience uh he's gonna play really well he's gonna put on a show so i want to see green um give him fits if not obviously you you get xm out there but i want to see josh green really hone in on um not stopping tyrese um because you can't stop him but um make him have difficult shots yeah make him have a you know, just a regular good game. Uh, don't let him go off. And and if he has a hot start, he'll go off. So I'd like to see him stop that. And I'll also like to see Kyrie have a bounce back game um, after after last night. I want to see him um, have a really good game because he had a, an amazing um, stretch in February. Mm-hmm. And speaking of February, where's that player of the month award? I'm Seriously. I'm waiting on that. Where's Luke, that notification for Luca? You know they're gonna. You know they're going to shaft them and give it to somebody else. I mean, those numbers, and they were eight and three. I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward in tomorrow's game. And like you said, like I said, win that game. It is a must win. Yep. They cannot lose that game. Now, then you have Pacers and Heat coming after you. No. <laughs> it's a tough stretch, man. This is this is not. Nah, this is going to be a little a little rough. Yep. All right. Well, so you saw the tone of last week. Yeah. And you see the tone of this week. Hopefully, the rubber match is a little better next week with how the Mavs play. But once again, uh, please subscribe. You see the socials. Um, follow us on social media on Twitter. And thanks for always tuning in um, to the Mavs Fans for Life podcast.